Grace, peace, and mercy be with you on this, uh, I don't know, what are we at now? The 11th Sunday after Pentecost? Something like that. The 12th, I, I start to lose track when we get past 10. I know how difficult it can be to talk about Jesus with other people. I know. You know, it might seem easy for me to talk about Jesus because I preach mostly to believers, right? Who intentionally come, like you, to hear something about him. But I know how awkward it can be to bring Jesus up in a conversation, right? Especially with people who aren't Christian. You you never know the reaction you're going to get, right? But one common one I'll bet you've gotten, or at least you've heard of, is that the Bible contradicts itself. Have you heard that one? Have you ever gotten that reaction? I have, a couple of times. You're trying to share the message with Jesus, with someone like Jesus tells us to do, right? And the response you get is, well, I don't believe in all that because the Bible contradicts itself. And that how somehow that, you know, re- re- destroys its credibility. What do you say? What do you say when someone says that to you? What do you do when that happens? Well, I'm glad you asked because I have an answer. You say to them, yeah, I know, right? Especially when Jesus tells his brothers he's not going to this festival, and then he goes. Your naysaying neighbor won't be expecting you to agree with them. And they're going to expect you to fumble and tap dance your way around their unshakable assertion that the Bible contradicts itself. But see, you know Jesus to say some really odd things sometimes depending on who he's talking to and what he's talking about. In this case in our text today from John, it's even more strange that he would say one thing and then do another. It's almost as if he's not completely being up front with his brothers here. Or he's trying to deceive them. Oh, let's just say it. Is Jesus lying here or what? What do you think? You think he's lying? No. What? He, cha- <laughs> he changed his mind. Okay, well, that's maybe. Yeah, because Jesus doesn't lie, right? I mean, he doesn't deceive. Satan is the liar, not Jesus. So when Jesus says, I'm not going to this festival, and then he goes anyways... What's going on here? Did he just change his mind? Or does he have an agenda? Well, let's look at where Jesus is and who he's dealing with here. He's in Galilee, which is that area way down in the Jordan Valley, 600 feet below sea level near the huge lake we hear about often, right? The Sea of Galilee. And this area encompasses much of northern Palestine as well. And this is later on in his ministry. So word has gotten around about Jesus, including all the way up into the hill country into Jerusalem. That that whole area is Judea. And Jesus won't go into Judea because the Jews are wanting to kill him. And there's this big festival going on up in, in, in Jerusalem, the Festival of Booths. Not the kind of booth you sit in at a restaurant, It's a tabernacle. And even that doesn't really translate in our English language. It's a little tent, a little pop-up tent or shelter you put up 
for <clears throat> if you're a f- worker in the field working for, with livestock or with agriculture. And this is a Jewish festival that celebrates the manner in which God protected the Israelites as they traveled through the desert to the promised land. So God was their shelter, their tent, their tabernacle. Now Jesus' hometown of, of Nazareth is in Galilee territory, so this could be why Jesus is with his brothers in this scene. Because we don't get the impression that Jesus' brothers follow him around from place to place like the disciples do. Nevertheless, Jesus' brothers urge him to go up to this festival and show the world who he is. No one's going to know who he is if he keeps doing wondrous works in secret and telling people, don't tell anybody what I've done. That kind of thing. At this point, however, these brothers of his don't believe in him. They don't believe he is the Messiah. They don't believe he is the Son of God. Or anything like that. You know, they, they seem to know he's doing great things and these great wonders that should be publicly displayed in places like Jerusalem so they'll get the most exposure, but they don't have the same faith yet as the disciples. Some of them will later after Jesus is crucified, but not now. Then comes Jesus' seeming contradiction. Contradiction. He tells his brothers, <clears throat> they can go to the festival safely, but he can't because the time for him to do that is not here yet. And he's not going to go to this festival with his brothers as just another obedient Jew uh, following the law of Moses. When he goes, it's going to be on his terms, see? And for reasons very different than what his brothers expect of him. So after a while, Jesus does go up to this festival. And you know, we're not talking an hour trip by car here, right? You know, it, it would take him a whole day or more to walk up to Jerusalem. So by the time he gets there, he's probably missed most of this festival already. And he doesn't partake in the rest of it publicly. That's why John says he went in private. Then we can begin to see why, because Not everyone is thrilled with him. He doesn't have a diploma from Hebrew University in Jerusalem, yet he's teaching with authority in the temple. And not just some synagogue in the suburbs. The temple in Jerusalem. The one with the Muslim dome on it today that everyone takes pictures of. That temple. The most important place in the world. He's in there teaching. And some think... He's a good guy, while others believe he's leading people astray with his false teachings. But Jesus cuts through all this muttering with the truth that his teaching is not just his own. It's it's not just his human nature. It's from the one who sent him, the Father, the Creator. It's his divine nature speaking here. This is where Jesus can say, I'm not going to this festival, and then he goes. And not be deceiving anyone, because there's an agenda here from the one who sent him. Jesus will die for the sins of the world in Jerusalem, but only on the day prepared by the Father. Certain things must happen first. And Jesus' death just can't happen any old time. He appears in Judea, and the Jews arrest him and kill him. Especially at this festival, 
It's just too early. And Jesus isn't lying either. Jesus doesn't backtrack on what he says. I like our hymn that we just sang where it said, keep me from saying words that later need recalling. <laughs> Lord, keep me from saying something stupid and insensitive, right? You know, Jesus doesn't tap dance his way out of saying something he shouldn't have here. We do that. <clears throat> People have been saying stupid and insensitive things since creation's fall. But lately, have you ever noticed what the sort of standard line is today when people say something they know they shouldn't have? You know, especially when it's like <clears throat> public servants and uh, celebrities or someone caught on video saying something that stupid and, and, and insensitive. What's the popular response nowadays? That's just the opposite, Cindy. <laughs> I mean, that's what we should be saying, right? Well, okay, there's that. Uh, well, okay. But this one's really, this one is you hear a lot. People say, I would never say that. That's not who I am. You've heard that one, haven't you? That's not who I am. Well, then... Who is it then, <laughs> right? If what comes out of people's mouths aren't who they are, then who are they? You know, are people possessed? You know, is there some little troll living inside people that say these things? You know, we know the answer because we don't like to be confronted with the truth either. If our racist thoughts and our sexist thoughts were caught on video or on a recording, it would be like a mirror reflecting back onto us. And we're no, we know we're supposed to be better than that. And so we too would respond with, that's not who I am. It's more like, that's not who I know I should be or I want to be. Because of what comes out of our mouth comes out of the heart. And for the Christian, our sins are forgiven and washed in baptism, but that old nature is still in there sometimes, you know? And we say things we know we shouldn't. Jesus, however, never needed to say, that's not who I am, as a way to deny sin. He has no sin. He never did. Everything he says is exact and truthfully about who he is. And when he seems to contradict himself, as in the festival of booths, it's nothing other than his human and divine nature working together in perfect harmony and unity. The hidden and yet visible God incarnate speaking to us about the things he does for us on his terms. He says he's not going to go to this festival so that his brothers can safely go without being harassed and killed along with him. He goes anyway, not to partake and uh, to celebrate and partake in the festival, but to teach about the kingdom of God, the more important things. He even says in the temple... There is no falsehood in the one who sent me. Why are you trying to kill me then? Their response is, is that he has a demon in him, which is even more astonishing, right? I mean, that is not something you say to Jesus, right? <laughs> you have a demon! Oh my gosh, that is like the, one of the unforgivables. That is the unforgivable sin. 
And I wish we had more time to talk about that one, but our time is short. Contradictions in the Bible, well, it seems that way sometimes. Our God, however, doesn't speak to us in contradictions and riddles. He speaks to us in love. Everything he says and does in these scriptures are for you. And for your naysaying neighbor or friend or relative. You know, if biblical contradictions are a hang-up for the one you're trying to speak Jesus into their lives, you can meet them where they are and say, oh yeah, I hear you. Let me tell you about a, a good contradiction in the book of John. They might incline their ear to hear more or remain in their stubbornness and say, nah, don't bother. Remember, Jesus was despised and rejected when he was here on earth doing the wonders of God before people's eyes. How blessed are those who only hear about these things and yet believe. Very blessed, including you and me, even when your faith is the size of a tiny seed. Amen.